Welcome. What? <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I, was, I got confused because normally I get the little notification that's like we're recording. Mm, yeah, that's on page Zoom. That's on page Zoom. I just use page oh, Zoom yeah, when we have Zoom? more people because yep. I'm with two people. Doesn't matter. Yeah. This is true. Sorry. Sorry okay. to confuse no, you. I'm sorry for ruining our intro. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cineflex. I am your host, Ethan Colburn, and you are. I am Claire Curtis, <laughs> the other host. I usually I'm back. Say, you're back. I usually say I am your host when I'm solo hosting. I should say like, this is just a disaster, but you're Clara and I'm Ethan and we're both here and we watched the Oscars. We did do that. Oh man. Okay. Um, let's just get the intro stuff out of the way yeah. real quick. Um, yes. We're doing Nomadland later this week. Yep um best picture winner nomadland you have that to look forward to do we know what we're drinking no do we know when we're recording no do we know anything about no but it'll be no. out thursday i hope <laughs> so you have that to look forward to mm-hmm. um <laughs> so, i'm so bad at planning i'm this just like drop great. the ball and everything um thank you to our patrons steven sydney isaac zach and Griffin, if you want to become part of our Patreon and join like some great chats we have on the those like Zoom calls. Uh, so lovely. So lovely, lovely people. Uh, go to patreon.com slash or, and just also leave us a review on iTunes. Super helpful. And uh, anything else you just want to like plug up front? Oh God. Uh, uh, if you don't follow us on social media, follow us on social media. Bingo. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Bam. Uh, that was good. Am I going to give you what our socials are? No, it's in the description. Read the description. Yeah, read. You can do that. <laughs> okay. I think we did it. Yeah, I, think we, I think we did it. I think we did it. I know. It. I'm trying to, th- I don't think there's, I'm just, I'm back. <laughs> You're back. This is so I, I great. Don't know. <laughs> so happy. So happy to have you back. I know, so lovely. I'm thrilled. Oh, um, any like, okay, just any like upfront uh, Oscars thoughts before we like dig into categories and stuff? Um, I didn't like these Oscars like at all. Mostly the energy felt really icky to me and uh-huh. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel weird because I actually... Mm-hmm. I think looking back at these Oscars on paper, I'd be like, wow, that was a great fucking Oscar year. Like I like huh. the winners and I mm-hmm. like, um, I wasn't upset by that much. I mean, there's always like Oscar categories that are, you're like, meh, but I mean, what can you do? Mm-hmm. It's, but I, as a huge Oscar lover, I just found mm-hmm. myself really struggling to get through this award show. Yeah. And yeah. in a way that like, I don't even know what it was. Like, I thought, I thought it looked pretty. I thought they chose yeah. a pretty place. Like they just did a mm-hmm. good, whoever like 
set up the room did a good job Paige pointed out that the chairs were from anthropology so i don't know if you knew that oh, <laughs> um, didn't. i was very impressed that she found the chairs from anthropology uh so <laughs> shout out to anthropology i guess um yeah, woo. <laughs> woo. uh and just like the outdoor setup it all looked nice um mm-hmm. but yeah no it was difficult to watch yeah it just I don't know. I don't know what it was. I agree though. I re- I honestly really enjoyed the venue. I I like the usual place where they film, but it also like now that we've had this venue, I'm like, man, that other place feels really like, I don't know, just like confined almost. Like it feels stuffy in a way. Uh-huh. I loved like that we got all this natural light coming in. Like I just thought that was nice. So in that way I enjoyed the setting a lot. Um my family didn't like it. They thought it looked ugly. They thought it looked mm. really cheap, which I was like, oh, weird. It's the it's also the 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 building that they used in Blade Runner, which I think they mentioned, but uh they did yep. use Union Station and Blade Runner, which I bought Blade Runner on Blu-ray today. Well, it, I bought it and it arrived today. I'm very excited. I think I I don't even know what I didn't like about the ceremony because mm-hmm. I liked the venue. And mm-hmm. I liked the presenters for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like that the speeches never got cut off? I did like that. The one thing that I felt about the speeches, though, is I feel like they were almost instructed to, like, draw on the theme of, like, where they came from before. Because they all touched on that in a way they were sort of told to do that apparently yeah Yeah. okay and like that felt weird to me like that felt a Mm. little less like genuine in a way um but I did like that no one was getting cut off because like I mean we saw it at the Golden Globes we were both upset that like Chloe Zhao won best director and they cut her off like and played music over her and it's just like that's the kind of stuff that's so infuriating because that's the win everyone wants to see and so I'm glad that didn't happen here but it feels like we sacrificed other things that normally happen during the Oscars that people genuinely enjoy for that and then that and then I feel less happy about it because like I missed like the clips they play before you know they announce the movie and then they do a clip from it I miss that so much and like, I don't know, there wasn't as much like in between space between awards. And like, sometimes I yeah. find that like annoying and drawn out, but like, it also can be fun and like give things a little bit more of a like, enjoyable vibe. And like, it honestly kind of did feel like there was just this constant rush of like, we got to get over at the right time. We got to end at the right time. And it was a little mm-hmm. bit like, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it, it definitely, it definitely felt like that. I, I overall like I liked I liked that sort of theme of where you came from and stuff. I thought that was sort mm-hmm. of nice. Um, but uh, it, I I also real like the the best the best like award intro- introductions, which I thought other pre- presenters were going to sort of draw upon, came from Laura Dern, who just like mm. d- dedicated a personal like statement to each person who was nominated. And I was just like, Lord, and I thought like everyone was instructed to do that. But as the night went along, I was just like, nope, that was just Laura Dern's thing. And once again, proves why she's just like the biggest sweetheart in the entire world and deserves all of our love. 
I agree. I love her so much. Um, I love Laura, Laura Dern. I, I'm glad they opened with her. Like, cause personally overall, I wasn't stoked on a majority of the wins, but like starting with Laura Dern had me in such a good mood Yeah, that like the first few that I was like, no, why did that win? I wasn't quite as upset as I was by the end, but yeah, uh, we'll get into that. But I, yeah, she's just such a joy. And I love that um, Marley Matlin was there. Oh, she's so cute too. God, she's such a MILF. She looked so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Just major, ma- like they like they brought out like all the like hottest stars over 50 for this, didn't they? Like, they really did. Angela Bassett, Rita Moreno. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, you know, like <laughs> hottest stars over 50 everywhere. It's great. Truly. Love that. Um, mm-hmm. I did like the personal dedications over the mm-hmm. clips, but my point is like Laura Dern was the only person who did that. So I don't think. Yeah. I don't think anyone else is going to do that in the future. Um, what do you think of them? So I watched the pre, did you watch any of the pre-show? No. Well, I caught the last like 15 minutes of it yeah. because I was um, sneaking in one last nomination watch. I watched Greyhound. Uh, which, uh, what, was, what was that nominated for? Uh, let me check. I have the list. Was that nominated for anything? Yeah, it was nominated. It was nominated for sound. But oh, just sound. OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was so boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the opposite of your kind of movie. It's hilarious. No, that it's you watch literally, that. Uh, it's just, yeah, I like, I don't know why I did it the way I did. Cause I, right before that, I watched The Father, which was like my last best. Did you like nomination. The Father? I did. I liked it. A, I didn't like it as much as some of the other best picture nominations, but I did really like it. Like I yeah. thought it was a really solid movie. Um, yeah. But I went from that into Greyhound, which was just like the worst <laughs> mistake of my life. Like I should have flipped the two, but it's You should have just rewatched <laughs> Barb and Star again. You could have uh, every every time you watch a movie, you you could have used that two hours to watch Barb and Star. Just think about you're that. You're honestly not you're not wrong at all. I'm not I'm not wrong. So you didn't love Barb and Star. <laughs> I didn't I and didn't love okay. it as much as you did. It's okay. I think whatever love I could have given it in excess, you have. You've given it already <laughs> for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, should we like should we go through the ceremony in order? Maybe. Yeah, we could do that. I feel like okay. that makes almost the most sense. Um, okay. Okay. Right, so we we start off. Um, honestly, like maybe my favorite moment of the ceremony was like the Regina King walk in. That might have almost been my favorite. Like it just felt like a, it was directed by Steve, Steven Soderbergh, which I he's, was, just, and I was just like, "This is great." I thought it felt really corny. I was like giggling the whole time. I was like, yeah. "What are you doing?" <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was giggling, but like I enjoyed it. That's, fair. Um, That's super fair. Can I t- can I give you like my pet peeve number one? Yeah. Pet peeve number one is the aspect ratio. It literally mm. just felt like they just cropped the bottom and top of the screen just to be like movies. And I like, yeah. I was just like, why are we doing this? We don't, it's TV and it's fine that it's not 
because the cameras shoot like not like mm-hmm. that and they just cropped it yeah I I wasn't a fan of the camera work for like a lot of like everything felt that was like something I wasn't a fan of like the like the cropping like you said and then like the overlay of the graphics was like lined up weird so like that bothered me and and then, and like, then the sound the sound was off did you notice that too yeah it People was were... all just a little off yeah the was like, production uh, was odd yeah they tried i guess they but tried, I also guess. they had time but yeah it's a, yeah i don't know we don't know we don't know the behind the scenes we don't know um <laughs> first award of the night went to mm-hmm. emerald Fennell for promising young woman yeah how do you feel about this well I I think you know more than most people that I'm not a fan of promising young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so truthfully, I was like I wasn't surprised by it winning, but I was really like bummed by it winning. If I'm being honest, and like it's not even because it's not even necessarily because I didn't like the movie as a whole for like an award like this. Like I just think any honestly any of the other nominated films were better written um and just like in a much more um, I'm trying to think of a I don't know the right word for it but it's just I think Promising Young Woman is written in a way where it kind of just hits you over the head with what it's saying pretty aggressively yeah I don't always like that I'd prefer something a little more subtle and like thought-provoking yeah um and so in that way, like I'm bummed at one just because it's kind of just like, yeah, like its message was pretty clear. Like that doesn't necessarily mean it was well written, in my opinion. But who knows? Maybe the actual script is better than what we are seeing on screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying my to be positive. God. Is that mean? No, no, that was like so mean. I loved it. Um yeah, oh, I, no. I liked Promising Young Woman. Um, yes. Plus, I thought Emerald Fennell is like an adorable person. So I was very happy to like mm. see her on stage and just be like, hey, Steven Soderbergh. And she, mm-hmm. she like kept just talking to Steven Soderbergh. It was adorable. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, kind of expected. Um, mm-hmm. I should get a list of the nominees. Fuck, this is such a disaster. <laughs> It's okay. We're doing it. I think I'll just say while you're looking to fill the yeah. space, um, <laughs> I think what we're going to get to while we discuss this is an interesting dynamic where a lot of the movies that I'm most upset about winning are ones that like you feel really good about winning. I see. Okay. Let, I, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't hate any of the winners. I, I think the, That's super the, fair. There, there, there's a contentious one coming up, but oh no, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it is? <laughs> I do know what it is. <laughs> um, we're gonna get into it. <laughs> we're gonna get into it, but like uh, other than that, like I don't, I just don't hate any of the winners. I feel mm-hmm. kind of like they're all fine. I mean, for screenplay, I think I, I actually. I wouldn't have minded it going to Sorkin, like even mm-hmm. though people hated that movie, it was like screenplay was fun. Um, I also wouldn't have minded them kind of going in the direction of like Sound of Metal. That was kind of yeah. creative. Um, I mean, I I'm okay with Promising Young Woman. I mm-hmm. yeah, I was 
let me just say, um, since we're moving to best adapted screenplay, I was very mm-hmm. happy with the father winning here. Yeah, I was. I I had a feeling maybe it was. I was thinking either the father or Nomadland would take Nomadland it. Nomadland was expected, I think. Mm-hmm. But then I I was sort of telling Paige there might be a father upset here, and then mm-hmm. I told Paige that might signal. A, which I also tweeted that that might signal an Anthony Hopkins win. And it did. It did. You did a good job with that. I was mm-hmm. actually really surprised. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that call. Yeah. And I honestly, I think I put it in like my letterbox review of the father today too. I think one of the things that worked so well about that film is that the director of the film also wrote the play. And so yeah. there's so much more creative control and transition in something like that. And so I think we see just like a really good cohesion of like integrating like a play into a movie that we don't normally get. Like, I feel like a lot of the time when we're watching um, played the screen adaptations, like it's like aggressively obvious that this is, this was a play. And we definitely get that a little bit with the father. Like it's such a closed setting, but the specific like plot happening, it makes so much more sense that it's that way. And so it kind of like skates around that. so yeah, I was I was like a little surprised at the father one, but I was definitely like happy with this one. Um, I was I was I, like I was overall good. happy with this one. I think with I think with Nomadland, it's like it's hard to see it written because it feels so kind of present and mm-hmm. sort of um, not improvised, but it feels like the move the whole movie feels very spontaneous. If that makes sense. And so I think it's almost hard totally. to give it, it's almost hard to give it a uh, screenplay nom for that, for that reason. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, the screenplay awards overall, I'd say. Hell yeah. Any other thoughts just on screenplay or do you want to, do you want to like, do you want to talk about, do, do you want to talk about Promising Woman? <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah. maybe we need to, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be interesting for us to do an episode because I'll just be like, ah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you have very fair criticism, which is that like it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't know its audience. Mm-hmm. I thought what it was, was good. I definitely don't think it was like incredible, but I, yeah. I thought like what it, it, it did a good job at what it was trying to do. And like, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool movie. Totally. Um, I, that wasn't very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. Another round wins best international feature. Are you bummed yeah. about this? I'm really bummed about this one. Are you actually? I'm actually really bummed. Oh, man. I know you really liked another round. Yeah. I honestly didn't like it that much. Like I thought it was very competently made. And this is a problem I have with, from what I've seen, at least all of his films is just, they're very well made, but I just like kind of don't care. And I don't know why Mm. that is, but I felt it more so here with um, another round. I don't know. I just... I get the bigger message of it for sure. Um, and I appreciate what it's going on about. Like my, my dad was an alcoholic, like high functioning alcoholic, like basically doing what they were doing every day. And so like, I get where he's coming from with it, but it's just like, I don't know. I just, I honestly think something else should have won. 
And so I'm like really bummed what I wanted to win didn't win. What did you want to win? I really wanted, uh, I feel like I'm going to butcher pronouncing it and then it's going to make me look like I don't care as much as I do. But I really wanted Kyo Vadis Ada hmm. to win. Okay. I fucking loved that movie. Honestly, that like, I was more like overwhelmingly like affected by that movie than most of the movies in general that were nominated this year. Like Mm -hmm. it's very well made and like extremely well performed. And I don't know, it's just a really well done piece of film. And I just found it far more interesting and engaging than another round, if I'm being totally honest. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, I love another round. Uh, I know. Paige and I I did it on the podcast. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, I also think like Vinterberg almost made me cry with talking about his daughter and everything. Like that was so emotional. Yeah, Um, that was. But uh, I have not seen the other movie that I'm not going to try to (laughs) pronounce your pronunciation of. We'll leave that all on me. (laughs) It'll be like, it'll be like a telephone game of like trying to. (laughs) it's not gonna work um but oh, no. but um yeah i mean i i think it's definitely the best well known of the international features yeah. and uh i i hope more people see it despite clara not liking it no totally and i think that's, yeah. that's the hard thing is is like Another round, I would say in a way, I mean, last year we had Parasite and the year before that we had Roma, but I feel like a lot of the time people just don't talk about a lot of international films. Yeah, for sure. Um, For sure. And so in that way, like, it's cool seeing, like, another round is definitely another example of an international film, like, escaping the international nominee bubble and, like, kind of getting into a broader discussion. Um, So I love that about it for sure. Um, (laughs) You love that was international and a film is yeah. what you just said yeah. yeah i'm just giving like compliments <laughs> that are not compliments but in my head i'm like this is me being nice for a second because i don't want to be too negative because like it's just my opinion like i think loving the film is also very valid um yeah but yeah i would definitely say like if anyone is like thinking about it like checking out all the other international features as well as another round like just watch all of them like yeah, it's always sure. good to like I think it's really easy, especially in America, to only watch American films. Oh, for sure. And like, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And it, what better time to watch international features than when it's relevant in quotes, like right now. After support, the Oscars. support international features. I I cannot agree more. Uh, oh, there's yeah. just a lot of great stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, dig into the old stuff. Dig into the new stuff. It's all good there's lots of good stuff out there um Hell yeah best supporting so we got daniel kaluuya um how do you yeah. feel about this uh, one uh i'm not surprised but it's also exactly who i wanted to win um yeah. but it's all okay wait now i feel like i'm backtracking but i th- think it's really hard because like i just don't agree with him being a supporting actor in his film like yeah it's odd the, it's so odd but i was i was thinking like i was talking to my sister about it and it's just like I don't like that he's in the supporting actor category, but I also know if he'd been in the lead actor category, he wouldn't have won. And I so actually, in that way, I will say that I wouldn't have minded the sort of framing of Lakeith is the lead and he's in supporting. Mm-hmm. Then it gets really confusing okay. when they're both in supporting. Cause I yeah. mean, you could sort of have a Brad Pitt situation where Brad Pitt's kind of the co-lead once upon a time, but then he's 
he's right. also kind of the less of a lead one totally so kind of supporting but kind of not but you can make the argument that when they're both in supporting you're like who is leading this movie yeah um like, mr <laughs> mr breaking bad what's his name jesse plemons um like who's the lead in this movie you know it gets confusing but uh no, yeah absolutely he's he's adorable i'd say like mm. paul racy is like my personal favorite here yeah. but i i i was blown away by daniel kaluuya and it's like a, it's a well-deserved mm. award for like an up-and-comer like he's just like yeah. climbing that guy Good oh for absolutely him. i love it for him and like especially because honestly i feel like he's definitely one of the younger actors working today who's yeah. seen a lot of like oscar snubbage and for just sure. like get out and i've i haven't seen it yet but i've heard just so many amazing things about him in widows and so it's, it's interesting in that widows. right that's what i've been hearing and so i'm glad he's finally getting that recognition but i also would like to take a moment to say his speech was all over the place i didn't know what was happening i was very confused oh my god oh and then, and then and then the and uh, uh, and then when he's like what a time to be alive and my mom and dad had sex and his mom's sex. like what what is he going on about and I was like, oh my god what his mom is was so embarrassed they like cut to his mom <laughs> oh my god yeah so that was that wild killed that killed me i could not is believe that he the did first that. is that the first mention of like their own conception in an oscar speech do you think that's what i'm kind of wondering i feel like yeah because probably I feel like- in like any like um montage you see of like craziest Oscar speeches, yeah. no one is ever blatantly like, "Wow, I just can't believe my parents <laughs> had sex and now I'm here." He sounds like he kind of sounds like what happens when like someone takes shrooms for the first time and like actually <laughs> thinks about their existence for a second and is like, oh, "I'm alive," and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy he had that realization in front of us, but it did make for a very chaotic moment. Um, it was it almost really like did. Matthew McConaughey, like, you know, it's like, <gasps> yeah. we're all here. I'm talking to, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was, right, it, was a, right, right. it was a, it was, it was definitely a moment. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other just thoughts on best supporting actor? Really? I, I think my overall thing is just like, I'm glad he won, but I also think, honestly, all the other supporting roles were equally as, like, solid for the most part. And so it's, yeah. like, it would have kind of been interesting to see what would have happened if they'd actually given Judas and the Black Messiah a lead. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> uh, for sure. But lead, we'll lead, lead actor, Lead actor was, like, I'm, you know, just for sake of, like, there can only be five nominees. I'm kind of happy yeah. that we were able to spread them out a bit because lead actor was okay, so yeah. stacked. Yeah. And that like, I wouldn't have wanted any of those. I mean, one of them would have had to be bumped and it right. just would have been upsetting it if any of them were bumped. Cause I mean, who, who, who could you have bumped from Anthony Hopkins, Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Gary Oldman, and Steven Yoon. I guess like, who do you bump? Uh, I would both. I would bump Gary Oldman. Oh, it was such a good performance though. I know, but I also think he's given other really good ones. And in a year where like, there's so many good, ones like i don't think his was quite on the level as like everyone else's uh yeah that that's hard that's hard uh, yeah okay <laughs> i don't okay. know though i still i do agree though i i do think it was a really solid performance like he he gave it his all for sure yeah okay but yes yeah, i yeah. i agree do we want to kind of do we want to kind of skim through some of these uh like below the line categories we can yeah 
do you, do you have a lot to say on like makeup and hairstyling? No, not really at all. We could almost combine makeup and hairstyling and costume design. They both went to Ma Rainey's Ma Black, Black Bottom, Bottom and mm-hmm. uh, Anne Roth becomes the oldest Oscar winner ever. Yeah. She's 90, that woman. Like, crazy. So crazy. Good for her. Cool. I know, for real. Major good for her energy. Major good for her energy. Uh, yeah. That's super awesome. Yeah, I really and, like those. And then Brian Cranston, like, talks about, uh, you know, frontline yeah. workers or something. And you're like, yeah. okay. Like, it's also... You know when like someone's really funny and you just expect them to say something funny and you're kind of <laughs> yeah and it just doesn't happen and yeah. then Brian Cranston leaves and you're like wait was you didn't do anything funny yeah like what what was that like, for what 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 did what why did he do that and yep. so that confused me yeah I also would say like of any um presenter of the night like he being there felt almost the most random in a way (laughs) I don't know I was like not expecting to see him at all and then when he was on screen I was like what the fuck like what is he doing here yeah I I like him um I I think he's a good guy um I I, yeah he's uh it was was it was an odd was an odd appearance yeah for sure um then we have best director randomly in the middle of the show. Can we just like yeah. briefly touch on, should we touch on show order at the end or should we just get into it now? I mean, we might as well touch on it now since we're what? Already- Okay. Like best director in the middle of the show. And then the weirdest, and then we're all in this chat and people are just like best pictures happening now. Cause I'm, I'm on this weird delay. Cause I'm like, I'm streaming on like the ABC app, which is always mm-hmm. like delayed by a minute. So I hate oh, watching God. like live TV or anything <laughs> relevant. I have to just like mute social media you yep. know right before i know awards are going to be announced and um yep. like literally i was like why would they put just best director up front especially i will just say especially in a year where you know that one category is probably not going to have a speech in it like best yeah. actor especially in your it's you're expecting it to go to chadwick boseman gary oldman uh, I, I mean sorry um Anthony Hopkins is a possible upset and neither of them mm-hmm. are going to be present. So don't yeah. end on an Oscar to that the Academy accepts on their behalf. That's just not good. It felt so weird. And it made like, it made me weirdly anxious. Like for mm. a second, I thought like I was missing, like something had glitched and I was missing a huge part of the show. I was like, Glitch why? in the matrix. Yes, exactly. I was like, this feels wrong. Like, and obviously like they, they noted at at one point they were like, we're, we're doing things really different this year. Like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like that's fine. But like, there's certain things that make sense and don't need to get changed up. And I feel like the order of like saving those really big awards till like near the end makes sense and works really well. So it's like, I will say I did like the sort of spreading out. Like I did like the best Mm. director in the middle. I will say I did like that because there's a lull in the show at the like hour to two hour mark where you just zip through Mm. all the below the line stuff and it can get Mm -hmm. really bogged down in the documentary short, the animated short, the, the, the makeup and hairstyling, the sound. And you're like best directors in there and sort of something Mm -hmm. to hold on to. Um, that being said, That's yes, true. it's, uh, it was weird. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Hmm. It's just, I feel like overall, like I really wanted to like the show. Like I was like, Steven Soderbergh's going to hmm. fucking figure it out because he's like, I don't know. That man can do no wrong in my opinion. He's just a great guy. Hmm. And he's just so busy. Like he's just making a movie all the time. Just like <laughs> cranking them busy. out. He seems like he's just always making what he wants to do. Even it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And he's just like happy, just like doing things. And I'm happy for him. But the Oscars didn't come together on this occasion. Yeah, it just felt, I don't know. And it's just, I think the thing that gets me the most in a way is this is like the last award show of the season. Mm-hmm. So in a way they've had, all of the typical time like all this extra time to see what the other award shows were doing and like kind of take note of like oh this didn't really work or like this thing like could be cooler and I it feels like they almost didn't take advantage of that extra time well their their big their big thing was like no zoom mm -hmm. acceptances so yeah do you think that worked I don't know because I mean they still had people video like videoing in from different yeah they'd countries. have to like go to a remote location they'd have to go to like one of yeah. the Oscar locations yeah and so, so like for the most part I thought it was fine because there were only like one or two awards where there wasn't anyone there to accept it mm -hmm. um but when literally one of the biggest awards is <laughs> one where you're not giving an acceptance speech from the winner, like it's a little bit like, was that really worth it? I don't know. Though, from what I've heard, Anthony Hopkins was just like, I'm on vacation and I don't really <laughs> want to deal. That's <laughs> what I've I love him. Heard. Oh, I love him. <laughs> are, are, are you like following him on Twitter? Do you see his like videos that he posts where he's just like dancing and no. shorts and stuff? He's just oh my oh, god. He's such a weirdo and it's so like lovely. I adore him. Uh side note, I started rewatching Westworld last night a little bit. Oh yeah. And I just I first of all love that show. Great show. Super fun uh, show. But I just forgot how damn good anthony hopkins is in that show <laughs> anthony hopkins was and like so way I too good in like, westworld <laughs> he went he gave his whole heart and soul for that and i was just floored and then i watched the father today and he does it again and i was just like god he's so he's good really good in the father he's so good yeah um Ugh. okay so best director yes uh chloe zhao yes uh other nominees were Thomas Vinterberg, another round, your favorite, mm -hmm. David Fincher and <laughs> Mank, your other favorite. And favorite. oh, wait, you <laughs> really don't like this category because then you got Emerald <laughs> Fennell and the only person, the only two people you like are Lee Isaac Chung and, Chung and Chloe Zhao. Yeah. So you hate white people is what yeah, I'm Yeah, but I think getting. we all... I think we all know that by now. I <laughs> yeah, think yeah, I've yeah. made it really clear that yeah. I'm not about white people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. So one, <laughs> one of the two, one of the two movies you actually like one, which is good for you. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, absolutely. So were you, were, were you happy here? I was, I, I think overall. <laughs> You're still not happy. <laughs> How do we make Clara happy? I, I literally sound like like so fucking spoiled because like <laughs> I've like had Nomadland at like number one on my 2020 ranked since I saw it in like what was that when we watched it like November yeah it was like I, yeah a long time ago it's been number one it hasn't moved and then the closer and closer and closer we've gotten to award season I've been sitting on it and I'm just like I think I like Minari more and 
so I've been like slightly getting a little bit bummed that like it's not that I don't think Nomadland deserves its recognition I think Chloe Zhao did a phenomenal job directing but I want I wanted more attention on Minari I think that was my overall problem I I understand that I mean Mm -hmm. I you know I loved Minari as well um yes I I think like more attention on Minari would have been good but I I like on a rewatch I think I think I prefer Nomadland for sure and I think I mean it's also just it's also just it's so beautifully done and her story is so cool and I'm just she's so like she always has these like braid these two braids it's just her thing yeah and she shows up to the oscar with her two braids and no makeup and it's just it's just chloe zhao again and yeah it's kind of like i mean it's kind of like how you know you got like she she, she's kind of my bong joon ho of this award season she's just Mm -hmm. always like reliably awesome though I, I will say, I don't think much will compare to that Bong Joon-ho press tour. That was just like uh, one of the all-time press tours. The best thing ever. <laughs> Him and his translator and just the whole, yeah, just all-time Sharon, press tour. I love her. Sharon's oh. adorable. And Sharon made an appearance. I lost my mind when Sharon showed up. I like Bong Joon-ho showed up on screen and he was speaking. I was like, oh, they're not subtitling. That's kind of weird. What are they, like, what are they planning? And then it panned <laughs> to Sharon and I was like, Sharon! <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, my favorite person is back. <laughs> Sharon's back. Yeah, that was oh, awesome. That's great. Um, I'm trying to think. I will say though, okay, this is the other thing though about Chloe winning, which is really, really dope, is that she is only the second woman ever to win Best Director. Yes. And she's the first woman of color to ever win Best Director. And so like yes. in that way, it's so thrilling and just like such a like, I don't like using this word necessarily, but like it's almost like a relief to just yeah. see like any, just anything for women, just women in general, actually lot, being lots of women, lots of women winning tonight overall. Yeah. Like a lot, just, lot of, a lot of women on stage. Exactly. And so that was really, really great. So like in that way, I loved seeing her win and I really, really enjoyed her speech. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like the, like the little saying she left, ended kind of with, with from, from her father about like how everyone is just kind of inherently good. I loved that. I thought that was so, so wholesome so wholesome and i think it speaks so well to nomadland and the film in like mm-hmm. a really cool and subtle way and so i love that about it so overall like i'm not like i don't know i don't feel like the the same like excitement i felt when like bong joon ho won but i'm still happy that chloe won yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um sound of metal for sound yeah it makes total sense just like great sound design in it uh yep. I, I won't say like, I felt deaf, but like they put me in his shoes, you know, like they yeah. just like really put me in that, put me in that world. Uh, mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, two distant strangers for best live action short film. Do you have any thoughts on, uh, did you see a lot of the shorts? I saw all of them. Okay. Do you have any sh- thoughts on, I don't, we can zip through the shorts, but do you yeah, have we'll any thoughts on either of the short films winning? Um, I will just say, for short film live action um watch any other short (laughs) like two distant strangers is honestly my least favorite and like I feel weird like trying to like say like universally because obviously there was enough of like 
praise for it for it to win um but at least on letterboxd (laughs) that was like the lowest rated one like people were not vibing with it and i think that's where we see that example of like the academy being so different than like general audiences Mm -hmm. um but honestly any other live action short is like infinitely better in my opinion in terms of like tone and like execution okay that's that's fair I feel like I'm being so negative but I'm sorry (laughs) I mean Uh, (laughs) I I I would only counter by saying I think Letterboxd differs from general movie audiences that's true though I I, it's I I don't have any thoughts on the shorts because I haven't seen them um that's that's interesting though uh if if anything happens I love you um, I was expecting that to win, so it wasn't necessarily a surprise. Um, some of the nominated were really like on the lower end for me, like Burrow and Yes People were like not that great. So like, I'm like I wasn't expecting them to win, and I'm glad they didn't. Um, yeah. But I really wanted Opera to win, which mm-hmm. I don't. I think maybe is rentable now. I'm not totally sure. I saw it out uh, South by Southwest, mm-hmm. and it's dude, it's so fucking cool. It's unreal like just amazingly done cool um so i would recommend that one as well cool i will i will uh, check that out i don't i'm not usually like hey it's uh it's a saturday night like i'm gonna throw on an animated (laughs) short but uh yeah yeah i mean it's cool that the academy it's cool that the academy does this stuff because uh it puts people on stage that like you know can't necessarily like produce a indie film so it's uh it's good exactly. i guess um okay soul yeah. wins best animated feature i mean this is just the most predictable award of the night it's like it was such Honestly, a lot yeah such a lot um i don't have any uh um, thoughts on soul winning just because it was so obvious yeah uh stream wolf walkers <laughs> yeah no no that's true i i do i yeah. do want to check out wolf walkers um, did you see the documentary shorts? I did. Um, did you like Colette? No, that was another one where it was like my least favorite of the the nominated. Okay. It honestly, in a way, it felt really like exploitive. Mm. Um, it felt it, it just felt kind of weird. Like we just were kind of watching an old woman cry about her brother who was murdered by Nazis. And that's a really serious thing. Yeah. But it just felt icky like it didn't feel like it was something we were actually meant to be seeing interesting in like a bad way so i was a little bit like that one i was really surprised okay Um, all the other shorts are really really good in my opinion there i think those are all like super easy to find like on youtube or netflix or whatever usually Um, documentary short category is like infamously like the sad porn section of the oscars yeah infamously it's like make it's like yep. show us something sad for 15 minutes N- yep exactly. um <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah so fine. colette one um <laughs> yep. documentary feature <laughs> here we go i look i i think it's a weird oscar win like there's other there's <laughs> other movies that it was, it was the only documentary film I saw, so I can't like speak to the ah. other nominees. Um, I can. <laughs> you, I know you will. I, I will just say, like in defense of my octopus teacher, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's like Academy worthy. 
but I watched it and it made me smile and I learn a lot about octopuses and it made me excited about the wonders of nature. And that Yay. made me smile. So that's, that's, good. that's what I will say about that movie. Totally. And I think to a certain extent, that's, that's its extent. It, that's like its intentional purpose. And yeah. so like in that way, like it's succeeding because it's doing like what it sets out to do. And that's awesome. And like, there's validity in watching stuff like that, especially like, like think of like planet earth or like the ocean. I don't know what the ocean one is called, but there's so many shows, you know, Blue that planet. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> there's so many shows that like highlight on that and documentaries and like it's not something we ever get tired you know it's just something that you never really get tired of seeing like it's great to like be reminded of like how like unreal and like incredible like the world is yeah for sure you you live in like a city and you're not around nature that much like it's really cool so I'll give it that um I think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it also just follows in the trend that the Academy loves movies that subtly or overtly allude to wanting to sleep with a fish of some kind. Um, Are you not a Shape of Water fan? I liked Shape of Water, but I don't think it was that phenomenal. I think the like weird fanfare around it was a little extreme. Um hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Um, (laughs) uh, I think the hard thing is, is I think it's really, really easy to say the other nominees for best documentary feature, like are more like crucial. Yeah. Um, But in a way, like I almost want to push back against that because like, if anything, octopus teacher, like makes you appreciate nature. And I think with the current state of the world in terms of climate change and ecological like issues like we need that reminder (laughs) we need that reminder all the time so I think it's not fair to just say outright that like it's not as important well Um, no but I I I think I think you make a fair point which is that mm -hmm. it's about a cute octopus and there's like there's like other like more serious subjects I mean I'm always, I'm always one that like, you know, I think that like good comedy should get like rewarded more at the Oscars. And like, I think mm-hmm. there's an, there's, there's an emphasis on like, let's do the issues. And mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I can, I can understand that like, it's, I mean, Dick Johnson is dead is probably a better made documentary Ooh, and that just got a that. snub from getting nominated. Um mm-hmm the documentary category at the Oscars has been weird for a while. Like the Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers doc, like somehow was like winning a bunch and then like, didn't get nominated. It's just like, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's always been a weird category at the Oscars, but uh, it's really weird. This is probably the weird, like looking back, this is probably going to be the weirdest win of the night, like five years from now. Oh, totally. Um, But I think it's a cute, I think it's a cute movie that somehow won an Oscar and like good for those like, south african people that just like swam with octopuses and then won an oscar for it like that's that sounds really cool yeah (laughs) Um. no i feel you Um, (laughs) i'm trying to think if i want to say anything else about it Uh, i'll just highlight the other ones really quick yeah they're all they're all streamable and i think they should all be watched absolutely uh time and crip camp are what i wanted to win they're on netflix and prime 
uh they're both like very well made and very like intentionally thoughtful in mm-hmm. a way that's like really impactful in my opinion um mm-hmm. the mole agent is great for anyone who doesn't like like the documentary format very much because in a lot of ways it doesn't quite feel like a documentary yeah it it almost feels like a narrative in a lot of ways and so in that way like it's it's a great watch for people who like have a hard time listening to just like info on info on info um and it's about old people so it gets really sad in a way but it's also really sweet so I recommend that one as well I think yeah. it's on Hulu and then Collective's also on Hulu and that's on the opposite side of the spectrum where if you just want facts that's the one for you <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't really like that one very much so like I can't really speak that much on it but <laughs> that's fair yeah <laughs> watch more documentaries uh yes this is great um yeah. Okay, visual effects goes to Tenet. Um, I like I like practical effects. That's that was a had had cool effects. Like cool things Mm -hmm. happened. Um, Yep. So yeah, that happened. Um, uh, Minari, uh, Ya Zhang Yun won for best supporting actress, and she's so cute. I love her. Her just like freaking out over Brad Pitt killed me. (laughs) Um, I love that so much. Yeah, I Um, love that. yeah she's just a cutie yeah I will say though I got really like momentarily pissed at Brad Pitt when she's like walking off stage and she almost tripped a little bit and he didn't like immediately rush and like help her off stage that made me a little mad I got a little mad Mm. do you know who would have jumped in right away do you (laughs) you know who Chris Evans oh I was gonna say Hugh Jackman because I remember oh. when like J-Law like fell on the stairs like when she was like accepting oh, and then like uh-huh, Hugh Jackman uh-huh. like bolted up there and it was just like what oh, a that's gentleman so funny um oh my god no yeah what but did there's, Chris there's Evans tons do? of there's like I think there's two or three videos now where women with really long gowns are going up the steps and like as they're walking they kind of stumble a tiny bit and he'll always rush over and like help lift her dress and like give them his arm and like oh. guide them up and he oh. just has like the most glowing smile on his face. Like oh. you feel like he he also just won because he's so happy for them. What a gentleman. Yeah, I really, I really like Chris Evans in that regard of just like Good. helping women up the stairs. <laughs> Good for Chris Evans. Good job, um, Chris. <laughs> so yeah, we had um, I mean, I think I think we were both in, we were both, yeah. I mean, we both wanted this. I will say, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I was gonna ask, is there anyone else you feel like could have taken it? You know, I, I, I think, I think she had it. I mean, Olivia Coleman beating Glenn Close again would have been kind of like hilarious oh my God. in some ways. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I mean, she was, she was the best for me. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely like the best film of this bunch. Um, yeah, it was fun to see Amanda Seyfried at the Oscars. Like, I'm glad that she's yeah. like, she hasn't done much in a few years. And like, I'm just, mm-hmm. it's good to see her there. Uh, so that Absolutely. was cool. Uh, yeah. But Ya Zhang Yun, um, like right person one, it uh, did, yeah. yeah, did well. Yeah, I um, think, yeah. Uh, I think it's funny though, that this is like, what is it? I think like maybe the second or third year where the winner of an Best Actress Award says in their speech, like, I can't believe Glenn Close didn't win. Like, I feel so bad for her. I love her shouting out Glenn Close. That was another, like, chaotic Oscar speech. I mean, there's definitely, like, language barrier going on, but, like, definitely a little chaos. She's so funny. So funny. I love that woman. I love her. Um, Okay, Mank 
expected for production design. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely think like that was the one thing that like kept me in the movie hundred percent was like production mm-hmm. design was just gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I may revisit that movie to like give it another shot. Um, didn't love it the first time, but like I've, I've heard, I've heard Griffin's actually told me like rewatches are rewarding for that one. Huh. So okay. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. And I do like Fincher, but but uh production design like yeah i felt was deserving in that regard um yeah. and then cinematography was an upset which actually made me worried for nomadland's uh best picture race yeah but how do you feel about cinematography there i was not expecting that at all no i don't um, think most people were no and i was honestly really really surprised because i do think mink's camera work is really really good but I yeah. also think sometimes the like depth of their blacks on their screen is so dark that you can almost like not quite pick up on exactly what's going on the whole time. And you almost like don't get to appreciate what you're seeing in terms of cinematography. So I didn't yeah. like love it, you know, like. That's, that's I fair. Know. I see for me, like I saw it in the theater, so I probably didn't have that okay, problem. Okay. It, it, some of that, some of that stuff, like they don't, they don't test it out on like home TVs enough. And then, and then you're watching at home and it just, I mean, Game of Thrones had that, had that problem in that one episode. Do you remember like the battle for Winterfell where it's just like, what is happening? I can't see anything. And I'm just like, what? No, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's true. So I I didn't have that problem, but Mm -hmm. uh, because. It could also be my TV settings. <laughs> we'll fix your TV setting. I'll fix your TV yeah. settings when, when I come you to come visit. visit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what perfect. We'll do. That'll be great. Um, oh god. Oh my god. Okay, so best film editing. Um yeah. I I like this. I was, I was this. so excited about this one. I was so, I, I felt I felt good about this. Yeah, I really I found a metal one. Yes, sorry. We're like talking about it without saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to know. Sorry, um, <laughs> secret. I had it down as like what I really wanted to win, but I was kind of almost expecting them to give it to the father. And so I was really, really stoked to see it go to Sound of Metal. I was really happy with it. Yeah, it was a, it was a well edited movie. They just, yeah, it was just well, I'm glad it won some below the line categories fun just like ran- rando fact here um love it uh nomadland won the most oscars tonight with three oscars which is i feel like highly unusual yeah like, that's weird there's a lot which it's kind of cool to see like a lot of films awarded because sometimes it's like just like you know you have a mad max fury road or a grand budapest hotel that just sweeps, sweeps. the below the line categories yeah. which honestly i would say both deserving of like all the below the lead categories that they got of like production design, sound editing, and mm-hmm. all the, I don't know, other stuff that they got, but, no, um, totally. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun that we got to see some split on the below the line categories where you had make getting awarded for some things and sound of metal getting awarded for some things. And, 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 and then like Carl Rainey's black bottom getting awarded for, mm the sort of makeup yeah. and hairstyling things. It was, it was nice mm-hmm. to see those divided because sometimes they aren't and that can get kind of boring. That's super fair. See, and I think that might, like, while it is refreshing, I think that's also why I just felt so, like, uneasy watching this time around is mm-hmm. I think that that sweep that a lot of 
films see, get that we see normally is like almost like a consistency for me and so like I just felt really like I don't understand what's going on and it left me a little frazzled but it also I do agree it's cool seeing such a wide variety like we just get to hear from more people and I think that's really rewarding yeah that's fair that's fair Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're happy with editing Tyler Perry I thought he did he gave a nice speech and I sounds like he's doing cool things I'm happy for him any thoughts on Tyler Perry (laughs) Um, I have thoughts, but I don't think I should say them on our podcast because I think they're definitely very controversial. So I will not share them. Okay. Is it just that like we should <laughs> be spreading love? Uh, it's not that it's just, maybe I'll say it and then you can decide if you want to cut it out or not. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just, I found it kind of weird that when he's kind of listing, like, don't hate like minority groups specifically, he also threw in like, don't hate cops like almost in a way that kind of alludes in at least like the theme of what language he's using it almost kind of alludes to like I'm viewing cops as a minority in this situation and like they're not and I didn't like that I get where he's coming from with it but my, it felt weird my understanding there was like he just wanted to like throw in something so it wasn't like I'm going entirely off like the liberal agenda, like bring it, like make it more inclusive because he's trying, his message is trying to be inclusive. So mm-hmm. I think that's why he said it. Um, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, cops are gay and cops are different races and like, so in a way you kind of get them like in the same way, like, I don't know. So I just, I don't know. It, it felt a little weird. I was like, mm okay <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> but That's i also fair. want to abolish the police so we're not surprised that <laughs> i'm okay with it <laughs> that's fair um so decide to cut that out if you want <laughs> I, I think that was fine it also wasn't like that okay. long um yeah <laughs> uh so so Solwyn's best original score i think um, he, here i'm like trent reznor has to be so good that he upset himself <laughs> by himself like yeah. that like first of all usually like people split the vote if you know there's two nominees for the same movie like al pacino Mm -hmm. famously lost for the godfather you know because there's like because other godfather i think i think it was robert duvall was also nominated in the same category but like uh uh you know this happens all the time with like vote splitting but then to upset yourself with yourself like Trent Reznor is just absolutely slaying film scoring right now. And I'm just here for it. I'm just very happy for him. And I also like, I like John Baptiste, but like, I really wish he let Trent Reznor say anything. It was interesting. There were a couple groups of people that would like go up together, but then only one person would speak. And I do wonder if that was like a predetermined thing. Like, hey like if we do win like you go ahead you know what I mean like I wonder if that was what was going on with some of them it soul is particularly weird because my understanding is Trent Reznor did this Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score and then John Baptiste did more of like the jazz music side of things and they were kind of there for Mm. the score which Mm -hmm. I mean like it's not that I wanted to like I thought what John Baptiste did was also great but like they Mm -hmm. they kind of worked on different elements and I thought like what Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just felt like they both should have talked, especially in that one. But no, totally. I, I don't know what they decided. Way, so 
No, totally. Like, it's hard to say. I feel like in a way it almost is trying to re-highlight kind of like what Pete Doctor said when he was accepting the word for soul, which was that um, the film started out as like an ode to jazz music. Yeah. And John Baptiste handled the jazz side of it a lot more. So I'm wondering if they wanted to really, really just keep the emphasis on that as like the core, like inspiration. I don't know. But yeah, I agree. That was a little odd. Um, I will also say, though, it makes sense that Soul won, but I really wanted Minari to win for, for best score. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought like Trent Reznor's just like recreation of an old Hollywood style, like Max Steiner score mm-hmm. absolutely blew me away because he's known for these like weird modern things. I'm mm-hmm. like, how can he just like crank out like this orchestral masterpiece? And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, like that. So, but yeah, Minari, Minari is also... Yeah super good sounding i have literally no thoughts on original song i thought this was one of the weakest categories this year and just in general all these songs just felt like we wrote these for these movies just to try Mm -hmm. to get an oscar like literally they all felt like oh yeah let's just throw a song in the credits so we qualify for an oscar in this category right no i agree with that yeah i I would have been fine with Eurovision or One Night in Miami getting it just because like those songs, which is so bizarre to say, but like my whole thing with original song is like, I want the song to be in the movie. I don't want credit songs nominated for an Oscar. That's a great point. Can, yeah, like if it's an original song for a movie and you put it in the credits, like, is it really in the movie? No, I don't think so. Cause like not, I feel like it's a very small group of people who are actually sitting and watching the credits, you know? That's like, a really good point. Yeah. So I like, I like way, this point, especially when Netflix like cuts off the credits. Literally though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it went for like a song, you know, like, like, like fight for you is nominated or whatever. And it's just like mm-hmm. cut off immediately. They're like, would you like to watch, um, would you like to watch 13 reasons why? Oh my like, God. No. Yeah. Now I do. Cause um, this is my 13th reason. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So then we had this weird trivia segment. I um, fucking we can kind of skim over. Do you think that like Glenn close, like, do you think that was like a plug? Like she was like predetermined to like, be to like no information on the song debut i don't know i kind of feel like it especially when the for other two people before her had no idea what was going on it definitely felt like kind of gimmicky in the way but you know what like, i think you know what i kind of think i kind of think that they were setting her up to fail and then she just like uh, absolutely stole the sh- like i think they were gonna mm-hmm. she's gonna be like i don't know what the song is and then we're going to kind of make a joke yeah. about it. And then she totally knew what the song is. That's what <laughs> I like to think, but I really don't know. That was like, she saved that segment because it was a really shitty segment yeah. up until it, it came to her. And then she's just like, oh yeah, the song is Debut. And I know the dance to Debut. And it was just yep. that, that was a, that was a good moment, I guess. Yeah, I, I did like that moment. That whole like trivia thing is just like a great example of like, honestly, why I think the Oscars need a host. Because that would have mm-hmm. been airtime, like, given to the host instead. And I think the way they're using that, like, time that they have now that the there isn't a host is just, like, getting wasted on, like, the most random stuff. It's bizarre. I, I, the Oscars yeah. need, the Oscars at least need, like, at least need, like, someone to do sort of a monologue or just something yeah. to, I mean, Regina King did an okay job. You just need, right. you just need kind of, like, 
so I'm going to guide you through the, the craziness that is like literally just giving 23 people who most of them you've never heard of awards. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. uh, then there was the in memoriam. A lot of great people died this year. I don't have any thoughts yeah. on the in memoriam segment. Um, um, I just thought it was done really poorly again. I thought the music was weirdly happy and like really fast paced. And so like some people's video, like pictures were hard, like not even up for like a full second. Like they were just like, boop, 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 boop. and I was like, okay, like, I know there's a lot more people. It felt like who passed this year, probably a little bit because of COVID. Definitely but, because of COVID. Some of them died yeah. because of COVID for sure. There we go. So it's like, I get like, they're having to do way more people than they probably are used to doing, but like the tone of it just felt really weird. And then when paired with everyone flying by, I was just like, this feels wrong. You know, I, I actually enjoyed it because I roll my eyes okay. more when they're, uh... than they, when they're just like, let's get a female singer and a guitarist. <laughs> And yeah. she'll sing something <laughs> that you know, but like it's a cover that's really slow. And yeah. and then and then it's like that every time. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And but this, I was, I kind of like the Stevie Wonder, and um, okay. it was it was weird, but I actually liked it. It, but okay. yeah, I mean, in memoriam segments are weird because it's just like, yeah, you died. Here's a picture of you, and I like. I don't know. You also, you also don't want them to last for too long. I think because mm-hmm. like who, I don't know. What are you doing? No, You're just, that's true. It's, it's a weird segment that I feel like they had to do. I didn't mind it, but I understand the criticism because it was just done weirdly. Totally. Um, then sense. here we go. Like we go. almost the end of the Sarah, almost the end of the ceremony. We have Nomadland winning best picture. Yes. Uh, which you are somewhat up, somehow upset that your favorite movie won Best Picture. I am somehow upset. Just... Which, by the way, like, let me just say this never happened. Your, your favorite movie will never win Best Picture again because I it's know. just like, this is so random. So just like, yeah, just try to enjoy it because it doesn't happen very often. You know, know what I mean? Because well... usually like your favorite movie is not nominated and you're kind of like, why are they not recognizing this? And it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I know. And I just, I don't know. I think the hard thing is, is just for a really long time now, no matter what it was, whether I was super stoked about it, like Parasite or really pissed about it, like Green Book, the best picture win has always been a surprise to some extent. Like it's something that you didn't expect to win. And I love that component of it. And that just wasn't here. Like, I think we all knew going in that Nomadland was going to get it. And like, that's dope because it's a really, really good movie. But I just, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I didn't have that like excitement. Like I didn't, I was more nervous that they were doing Best Picture before the acting awards than I was about who was going to win Best Picture. Yeah, that was just odd. Yeah. And like, you know what? I, I have another, I have another thought about okay. this. Okay. My thought is they were ending on Best Actor. Yeah. They expected Chadwick Boseman's uh, Boseman uh, to win, and I think his widow had something planned. Maybe that's what I was. If he were to well. win, though, yeah. though they didn't show her, so I don't know. She's given no. other speeches that have done well, so I don't know if that's like yeah. the reason that they put that last. I think that's reasonable though, because if we look back at the Golden Globes, when they were reading the nominations, they used the picture of him, and they didn't show she was there giving a speech until he had won. 
So, so it's I, possible she was there and ready to go. I wonder if they planned the ceremony that way, like specifically for Chadwick yeah, Boseman. I could totally see that. That's but what I was kind of thinking. I don't, that would be the only reason I could think of. Yeah. Um. What do you think of like Frances McDormand's behavior tonight? She seemed a little odd. She's it was weird. You know, she, I feel like she's getting progressively just like, kookier i kookier which is just like <laughs> i already felt like 2016 francis mcdormand was pretty kooky yeah and this is like this is just like i don't know who you are or what you're doing i love you in movies but like who are you and i i'm yeah. happy that you're happy but i like she just goes up there and wolf howls and walks off stage and i'm like okay yeah well and that okay. was for best picture and then when she best won picture. best actress she yeah. kind of just like gave like a 30 second speech yes yeah, so let's just was, roll into best actress i don't even yeah. like remember anything she said or like was i have no idea what she said because she was hardly up there for long <laughs> but like also what did she even say while she was up there i don't know i have no idea <laughs> yeah so francis that was an upset well you know it was i i because i think i had like both um carrie mulligan mm. and possibly viola davis higher Mm-hmm. I would I would have put her third if I had to guess. Huh. Um, but uh, she she won. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is. Yeah. I I was honestly it's who I wanted to win and who I was expecting to win. Um, but I wonder if this is like a case of like she almost didn't want to win. Like she wanted one of the other actors to win. And if so she wanted she one of the other like, actors to win, she. I, she would have just said it because she's Frances McDormand. She really That's doesn't. She really doesn't care at all. She would have been just like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I wanted you to win. Do you want to have this Oscar?" And you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Just like that. <laughs> That's super true. <laughs> I feel yeah. like she I just doesn't care at all that she won an Oscar. Which no. At, while I love her, it's kind of not fun when someone wins an Oscar. Like, because you want someone to be like, "Oh my gosh, this is so great." Yeah. That I like have an, an Olivia Oscar. Coleman. Yeah, like that mm-hmm. that makes us happy to see. And she's yeah. just like, okay, I had this piece of metal and I don't know what to do with it. And right. Thanks. Yeah. And you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe Nomad Land being like being on Nomad Land changed her perspective. And now she's extra like, I don't care about trophies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she already seemed like she didn't care much for this is for, true. Th- for three billboards i was about to say two billboards and i was like there was a third one in there (laughs) there's a third (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) um, yeah no i but still like three-time academy award winner francis mcdormand is just yeah that's freaking insane it's and all for best oh wait no the first one was best supporting no that was best Uh, actress yeah i think it i think that's best actress all in the all in best actress three-time award That's that's impressive very impressive yeah um, especially when like glenn close has been nominated eight times now and hasn't <laughs> won a single one. <laughs> oh my gosh poor glenn close but she got her moment I tonight know. she did she had her moment <laughs> she had her moment um any other just thoughts on best actress not really <laughs> not really any thoughts on best actress i will say i i loved her performance in in nomad land i really liked it um f- shout out to like I really liked Vanessa Kirby's performance. I might be I like, did too. I'm going to, I'm going to just, I might be like 
I might like pieces of a woman more than other people. I really enjoyed it. I really thought that was a good movie, but also her performance was just really good in it. No, I agree. Her performance was like a knockout for sure. Yeah. I I think honestly, if it hadn't gone to Francis, I probably would have preferred it going to Vanessa Kirby. I also would have rather had like, there's people I would have rather, I would have put Ellen Burstyn in Best Supporting over, definitely over like Maria Bakalova, which I don't even... I think looking, I think years from now, looking back, we're just going to be like, why was yeah. that? There? Yeah, I agree. I don't understand. Like, I still don't understand that. Um, and yeah. that got so much hype behind it. I did, People you, wanted her to win. Were you a Borat 2 fan? I can't remember. I like it more than the first, but hmm. I watched them back to back. So like, I don't have like the like nostalgia behind it or anything like that. Yeah. Like I just thought the second one was more interesting to me, but I also think the second one is so aggressively topical that it'll get old really, really fast. It's super aggressively topical. I didn't yeah. think that she was a particularly interesting part of it for me. I think uh, what, what she did for the movie is like very, she like infiltrated a right-wing news organization like that yeah. <laughs> and then interviewed Rudy Giuliani and that, I mean, that whole thing. And yeah. then, I mean, that's crazy. Like what she did, if you're just giving it to like her, because you're like, she did a lot of stuff to like mm-hmm. get to this point, like good for her. But I didn't yeah. think her performance was anything. Just no. kind of, yeah. So, yeah. I, okay. That's, that happened, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Last award last award okay this how, how how do you feel about this i i wish i had gone to um riz ahmed or steven yun mm-hmm. i wanted either of them to win so so badly um i think chadwick boseman did a good job in his final performance and he was a phenomenal actor but I think if he had won which like I think everyone was expecting him to win um it would have been honestly a little bit more because he had died then I definitely think that's yeah I definitely think that's sort of the the thinking there yeah Um, so in a way I'm glad he didn't win kind of um this was just from a race perspective this was a really interesting race because yeah um it was very like most most of the time best actor and actress get locked up early and they yeah just go that way and that's been like the last few years and then this one all of a sudden you start like riz ahmed uh upsets at the independent spirit awards yep i was telling Paige on the drive that that's a sign that anthony hopkins might win Mm -mm -mm. because i think because Anthony Hopkins wasn't at the Independent Spirit Awards. Oh, and he right. Anthony Hopkins also won at the BAFTAs. But the yeah, BAFTAs can be weird because they tend to award British performers more because they're the British. So that there's that which right. can can, <laughs> talk, can can confuse things. But um, mm-hmm. so Anthony Hopkins wins at the BAFTAs, which is kind of an upset, but makes sense with the BAFTAs. And then and then, but Riz Ahmed winning at the Independent Spirit Award means mm. that i think there was some vote splitting between mm. riz ahmed and chadwick boseman mm-hmm. which lays the way for like the father which had really like late momentum in the award season because no one had seen it for a long time right so i i sort of saw this coming as a possibility a few days ago but i definitely didn't like i would have still picked chadwick boseman I had to pick um 
still like odd odd awards race kind of crazy yeah it was super crazy i think it even is summed up perfectly by just how abruptly the oscars ended and yeah. how they're like anthony hopkins won we're accepting the award on his behalf good night and it was just over <laughs> and you were like yeah and then you just left <laughs> left there yeah it is quite odd um yeah i mean i thought i thought his performance was amazing in that I really liked his performance. I think I'd probably, you know, performance wise, I'd probably put it second to Riz Ahmed. I would agree. I would say I didn't truly fall in love with Anthony Hopkins performance until like the last like 40 ish minutes of the movie Mm. or like that's almost too long because it's a short movie. But the very back half of The Father is where I really, really became like compelled by his performance. Yeah. Um, Before that, I thought it was good, but I wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't like, emotionally stirred by it but i would i would just say got me the ending definitely got me but i was also just yeah. like kind of technically impressed by like i f- mm. he reminds me of people with dementia i've known you know okay, just okay. kind of like he's charming one minute and then he gets all mm. confused and frazzled and just his sort of mm. energy was very technically impressive but i agree I, you know you don't i mean because early on you're kind of more compassionate for olivia coleman until you kind of until the end yeah but uh, a very impressive performance. Um, yeah. I mean, Riz Ahmed, like, I'm glad that Sound of Metal even got kind of like a late Oscar push because push, yeah. it's almost not a movie that would normally get an Oscar push. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I it's a it's a weird upset, right? Because it's it's hard to mm-hmm. sort of it's hard to sort of like let's give it to Anthony Hopkins when like this guy died and everyone feels bad about it. Right. But then it's also hard to like not give it to the best performance. You know, if if you were to give it to Chadwick Boseman, you're kind of like, yeah, but it wasn't the best performance. It's just it's a trick. It's a tricky situation. I don't I don't ever like the precedent of like the it's time award or or the this person died. So it's important to give it to them award. That's why I did. I didn't want Olivia Coleman to win for the life, the the, the life, the wife or. (laughs) Or um, or for Hillbilly Elegy, it's like I hope Glenn she turns. Did I say Olivia? Cole? I'm just yeah, you did. Up. It's okay. Sorry. I said Olivia <laughs> Colbin for the life, and I meant Glenn Close for the wife. It's just nothing was right in that it's sentence. Okay. It's okay. Um, it's been a day. <laughs> it's been a day, but I. So what I appreciated this year, I mm-hmm. will say, is it seems like the performances that won. One, because people thought they were good performances. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. As opposed to like the like, we should award Renee Zellweger because it's fun to do that. And right. <laughs> which I totally forgot was like last year. That felt like two years ago. That me. was last year? Yeah, because she because she, pre- she presented one of the awards. Oh my God. She presented Best Actor. That. Oh, she did. Yeah, because wow. that was like last year that that happened. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's really weird. And everyone was just like, yeah, let's just give it to Renee Zellweger because we can. Yeah, Judy's fine. Judy's was not fine. Do you have any, mm. that, you know, just briefly, I just didn't have okay. any movies this year that I was like angry about. Like, I, I know you did, but I, I honestly <laughs> liked, I honestly like, I liked all the best picture nominees at least. Like I gave them all at least a seven out of 10. I think probably at least an eight out of 10 for all of them. Like I just... It's, mm. It was fun for me to have a year where I was like, 
I'd kind of be happy if most, most of these things I'd be happy if they won. And I felt like at least I was somewhat satisfied with the winners. Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely ones that I watched where I was like, I don't like this, but they were always because they're just content that like, I don't vibe with. It wasn't because I thought they were poorly made. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, it was really cool to see everything there. Like, I wasn't, like, livid about anything. Yeah, for sure. Any thoughts on just, like, uh, good performances winning? <sighs> um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I just don't, I, like, I feel happy about it, but I just wanted more Minari love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More Minari love would have been nice for sure. More Minari love, more Sound of Metal love. I think it's just it just points back to like the Spirit Awards are the oh, the awards for me because I just prefer smaller films. Yeah, like, for sure. I think that's it more than anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Oscars mm-hmm. are always like the big things. Um, how it so for me like I would okay. It's we you know again I sort of mentioned this earlier. It's weird to me that I was so bored by a ceremony where I, I actually really liked the winners. Yeah. So I'd like almost rate the ceremony, like a four out of 10 where like, I think this is one of the Ooh. years where the Oscars got it like the most right oddly. And I think like where I think you'll look back five years from now and be like, that was pretty, that was pretty accurate. There's going to be some weird ones, but mm-hmm. it's not like, you're not like, what the fuck was Judy? Like, why is that here? There's no, there's yeah. no, there's no Judy. There's no, um, there's no like extremely loud, incredibly close. It's just a random <laughs> one I pulled. You know, there's no, there's yeah. no one where you're like, why did we decide to put this in the award season? Besides right. Borat, but that didn't get any major ones. But yeah. you know, I yeah. that's that's kind of my thinking. No, I agree, and I definitely, honestly think that's why it was so boring. Like we just we kind of knew what was for the most part we kind of had it figured what was gonna win and there wasn't a lot of surprises and like I would say there's a know. lot of surprises you feel like there were I well, guess okay true. best best actor was a okay. surprise best actress yeah. was a surprise best picture obviously was not um like a lot of the below the line categories were best cinematography I guess um, that's true. best best uh score I mean, best actor and best actress are two big surprises. So that's true. I, I feel like there I were a lot of surprises. So bitter. <laughs> I was Maybe. just bitter. I by the end, I was just like, I wanted this to be over. I wanted um, it to be done. <laughs> what? Okay, so here's a fun game. Okay. The Oscar the Oscar ratings last year were twenty three point mm-hmm. six million people. Okay. What do you think the Oscar ratings are going to be this year? Dude, I don't think they're going to get higher than 10. I kind of think the same. Okay, so yeah. so the year before it was 30 million. Yeah. It was like 29.6 and then it was 23. Mm-hmm. But that's also in a year where I mean that's there's some like last year there's some best picture nominees a lot of people saw. Like a exactly. lot of people saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a lot of yep. people saw The Irishman. Yep. There's these movies like no you and I and the letterbox crew of people like are all into it. But yeah. like, 
I have friends and they're like, what the Oscars are happening. I'm like, yeah, like people usually know, I feel like, and none of the, these movies are not like the biggest name is like Judas and the black Messiah. And even that's kind of like sort of inaccessible to like a general audience, I'd say. No, I totally agree. And I think that'll be like, what else are they? I don't know. It's like, what else were they supposed to do? Cause it's like, what else would you nominate but it's also like they I don't know I think they'll see huge drops in numbers because of it I think it's I think it's mostly I mean look we're seeing it across award shows but it's mostly like who has seen these movies um so I'm going to say from 23 to like I think there's still there's still a certain selection of the population that like old people that really care about the Oscars. And I think it's going to (laughs) be like 12.8 is my number. I'm going to come in on 12.8. It's going to be like almost 50% drop. Okay. Okay. Um, actually I want to add a decimal to mine because I just feel better when I have decimals. So I'm going to say a a (laughs) 10.6. You're going to say 10.6. I'm going to say 12.8. We're both predicting almost Actually, mine is like almost exactly a 50. Wait, mine is exactly a 50% drop in rating. And you're, wow, you're looking at, job. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at like a 60% drop. <laughs> These are massive, massive drops. Mm-hmm. Like this would be like, this yeah. would be like, like panic at the Academy if they got these numbers. Yeah. Wait, what did the Golden Globes get? That's a good question. Golden Globes rating. Now, to be fair, the Golden Globes has have TV, which seem really relevant this year. Yeah. So just just I mean, just to be fair. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, Golden Globe telecast fell about 60 percent. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I mean, you're looking at a 60 percent drop, which you're predicting. OK, 6.9, 6.9 million viewers. OK, OK. Um, yeah, I mean, this is yeah. not, this is not unreasonable expectations. I can almost go lower if the golden globes drop that much because mm-hmm. I didn't see like, yeah, I can almost go lower. Yeah. The golden, again, the golden globes have TV, which do seem more relevant right. to people. I'm going to go, I'll just drop mine 1 million. I'm going to go 11.8. Do you have a revised prediction or are you happy with your? No, I was, I was happy with mine. I was just scared that like, I couldn't remember what golden globes were. And I was like, there's no way the Oscars got less than the golden, like oh, yeah, less yeah, yeah. than the golden globes. So I was like, I don't want to go too low. No, you don't want to <laughs> so go I feel too low. good. <laughs> okay. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, fascinating. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so fun to do an, do a podcast about things that people care less and less about (laughs) yeah (laughs) a rambling long podcast about things that very few people care about there we go (laughs) there we go um it's great talking to you yeah wonderful time will you will you get over your like minari anger so we can like talk about nomadland soon oh yeah once i rewatch i'll be like I think I'll just be totally, I think that's the thing more than anything. I've seen Minari really recently and I haven't seen Nomadland since November. So once I rewatch, I'll be like, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. It was fun talking to you. You too.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.